Welcome, friends. We are live here on Forward Radio 106.5 FM, WFMP Louisville, broadcasting from the historic Hayburn Building to you, where you're listening at 106.5 FM or live streaming at forwardradio.org. We're so excited to be live for the pledge drive right now to encourage you, you, to go to the phones, as we used to say. Go to your phone, your smartphone, type in forwardradio.org and join our station. We rely entirely on listeners, sponsors to sustain us, and you have done so for five years now. We're so grateful. It was April 9th of 2017 when we finally flipped that switch and went on air after like five years of organizing and fundraising. Uh, And we've been broadcasting to you 24-7, 365 ever since then here at 106.5 and FordRadio.org. My name is Justin Mogg. I'm so excited to be doing a live access hour today. I've got the studio full of friends uh, of the station and programmers. uh, And we are excited to uh, talk to you today about uh, the Louisville Community Grocery and its Deli Up project. We're going to be talking about that in a minute. Um, and David Campbell is joining me in the studio. Welcome, David, host of Louisville Reads. Honored to be here, Justin. First time I've been back in this studio since March 13th of 2020. Is that right? Wow, you've been keeping track of the exact day. Wow. That, was the, that, was the, that was the day we all got sent home. That's right. That's I, right. I, I did a Two Nuts in a Pod podcast that day with Lizzie. And, uh, and we got sent yeah. home, so it's been two years. Great to be back. Wow. Great to be back. We love Two Nuts in a Pod, uh, and we've really appreciated having you on the air. You've added quite an interesting voice. You want to talk a little bit about the evolution of your program over the years? Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, my journey here actually started with another program, which is called... Um, uh, perks of being a book lover right 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 and uh i was um, the marathon or, or trained for triathlons and i was always out and about and always had the radio you know, the headphones on and i was down near churchill downs one day in 2018 okay actually, and i heard a, a show on the air that was called uh, perks of being a book lover uh-huh. and i was like I, I immediately fell in love with this show <laughs> and i i tell you that show was so well produced i thought i was listening to npr at the time that's right that's right I, it's I really very professional the, the professionalism the editing and the content and i started looking into it and i went to npr's website and i was like well i want to find where the, the purpose of being a book lover is and it came up as a community oh. radio, and i had never ever heard of community radio okay. stations before uh, perks of being a book lover that's right and lo and behold, about a year later, I was actually was was racing in a triathlon. I crashed, got really, really oh, injured, yeah, broke, I my, that. Know, broke yeah. my shoulder, broke my arm. So for five weeks, I'm sitting in Butchertown. No way. And I have nothing to do, Family Medical Leave Act. You know, I'm just basically sitting on the couch <laughs> recovering. And I was listening to, I turned 106.5 on to listen to um, Perks of Being a Book Lover. Real avid reader, uh, you know, all my training runs and things, I was always listening to uh, Audible and audiobooks and things like this. Yeah. And that's where I came up with the idea of the show that used to be called Read and Succeed, and now we call it Louisville Reads. And it just everything started kind of merging. And I was like, you know, I'm going to give to the perks of being a book lover yeah. uh, 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 the other bookend of their type of content. So you know, <laughs> I, I called uh, talk talk to you, talk to Ruth, and then uh, we've been on air for two years now with the uh, yeah. Read and Succeed now called Louisville Reads. We we kind of localize them, but yeah. We got we've got some great stuff coming out this month and next month. That's right. You took the show to Africa this year, right? We did. We did. Yep. Yeah. The last four series, we we did a series on um, African American contemporary African American literature, nonfiction and fiction, and now it's uh, th- this month is going to be South African, and it's actually an Afrikaner, so it's a white Afrikaner. But this goes back to what Malcolm X always said about the Af- you know the the black there's 
there's the black American experience and then there's the African American okay. experience, which is actually it's international, it's cultural. And many of the things that we see going on in Louisville, like the Breonna Taylor incident, Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter, there's actually a larger international component to it mm-hmm. that stretches all the way back to Africa and even beyond. So wow. uh, it's uh, really fascinating, you know, really, really good content. And, and above all, great books to read. That's, That's the right. most important thing. Yeah. That's right. So what's in the works for Reed, uh, not Louisville Reads, not Read and Succeed, uh, coming up this year? Okay, well, right now, I said we're going to, the next text is The Promise by Damon Galgut. It won the 2021 Man Booker Prize, which is uh, the United Kingdom's, basically, it's their version of the Pulitzer Prize for fiction. Uh, okay. so, so basically, you have to think about, it, you know, the, the Brits, the English, they were the ones who created the English language. So that's yeah. considered, if you win the Man Booker Prize, you have written the best book in the English language for that year. So this month, The Promise by Damon Galgut, who's a South African novelist, uh, we're going to look at that. And then we're going to start moving into more. In a lot of contemporary literature right now, you see that there's, there's two big questions. There's two big questions that people are trying to answer. Obviously, within the United States, it's, it's racial equity, it's social justice, it's yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement. But there's also a lot more Asian and Asian-American uh-huh. uh, letters that are showing up. So in um, May, uh, the text was it was the 2000. 21 National Book Award winner for translated literature, and it's called Winters in Sushao, and it was it's about life on the Korean border and, and wow. Korean Americans. So we're going to go back to Asia like we did last year. So you know, to, and and the Pulitzer's the Pulitzer prizes are coming out this month in April. Actually, next week we'll find out. So that'll determine what our programming is for the for the second half of the year. Okay. So, so yeah, we got a lot of really cool stuff coming. Well, up. Great. Yep. yep. And and honored to do that. And honored to come here and support our uh, pledge drive that we're currently in. So. That's right. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for all your great programming over the years. It really adds a rich element to the station. If you support that kind of programming, we need you to go to FordRadio.org right now and click on the big red button at the top that says pledge to support, donate to our pledge drive, and you will find yourself at our give live page where you can pick up on a bunch of great thank you gifts and we could thank you live on the air i'd love to ring the bell for you today i want to ring the bell for 40 donors who've helped us raise two thousand eight hundred and thirty five dollars which is not quite to our goal we want to raise five thousand dollars by saturday to ensure that we can stay on the air without having come back to you for another pledge drive uh for another uh, another year at the station and so you can help us today right now uh it's 207 on a really gloomy rainy Wednesday we would love it if you brought some sunshine into the studio and gave us a little donation right now Uh, we want to thank our anonymous donor uh, who gave just 43 minutes ago Amy Smalley donated to the show or to the station uh, about four hours ago thank you Amy for all you do for the station Uh, Deborah Gutig donated and Letitia Marshall also a big fan of the station we just had her on uh, on sustainability now on my show on Monday thank you Letitia for supporting the station uh, you could be, add your name to that illustrious list uh, by going to FordRadio.org right now and pick up on some great thank you gifts. We've got uh, gifts starting at the $25 level, uh, handmade gifts from our friends at Stitch, uh, and you can pick up on a zippered pouch at $25, a phone caddy at $35, uh, a kitchen boa or some of these colorful dishcloths at the $50 level, microwave bowl pot holders at the $60 level, and then we've got some great F- WFMP uh, gear to wear the love of the station close to the chest. Uh, we've got t-shirts available at the $40 level in both short and long sleeve and a hoodie. All right, so you can stay warm all next week.
next winter at the $75 level. Now's the time to give what you can. You can give it any amount. You don't have to take a gift if you don't want. We just want to know that you're out there, that you're listening, that you support independent grassroots media like this. Uh, so give today. Well, I no further ado, I want to get to our special guests we have in the studio. Two folks from the Louisville Community Grocery are here. Welcome, friends. Uh, I'm so excited to have the co-executive director of the grocery, Joseph Bowens. Welcome, Joseph. Thank you. Thank you. It's so good that you're here. Uh, is this a fairly new position for you, or how long have you been in it? I've been in it for a month now. A month now. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, and we also have the director of the Deli Up program in, a, in the studio with us, Lockie Carnes. Welcome. Hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> it's good to have you here. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah. We are so excited that on Saturday, we're going to be featuring Deli Up at our fifth birthday party yeah. that's taking place Saturday, 1 to 4 p.m at the Tim Faulkner Gallery. What can people expect? Well, first of all, what you can expect is a fantastic event put on by Forward Radio. <laughs> With live music and speakers. With live music and, and speakers food. and birthday cake and all that other kind of fantastic stuff. So that's really great. Uh, what we're bringing to the table as part of our Deli Up program is that we're going to run a free community tasting event. Uh, yeah, so if you come down to the Forward Radio event, you will see us there as well. We'll be set up out the front there, the Tim Faulkner Gallery. And we will be able to give you some free food samples. Hey. We have 12 different dishes for wow. you. 12 different dishes for wow. you to be able to choose from. Come hungry. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have prepared a lot of food for a lot of people. So as many members of the public that would show up as possible would be absolutely amazing because we are just really happy to be able to provide this as an opportunity to both for both us and for and for Forward Radio to be able to really sort of co-promote and be able to work together to be able to sort of build both of our audiences and things like that. And we really hope that by saying, hey, we've got a ton of free food, you should definitely <laughs> come down, uh, that really we can get a nice group of people and a nice crowd of people down there to, to have a bit of a go at the food and then see what you think and all that other kind of fun stuff. Yeah, there's such great synergy here between grassroots independent media and grassroots independent groceries right like we need this cooperative model to build a new louisville that is not extracting wealth uh, but is building wealth in our communities right uh, do you want to talk a little bit about the cooperative model and why it's so important yeah so the cooperative mo uh, model what it does is it builds self-esteem within the community yeah. that it helps and so too many times especially in the history of of american history is that we it has been brought in that corporations coming in and helping right, out. Right. However, the cooperative movement is for people to look out and say, hey, this is what we need. And then they put their their thumbs, their elbows <laughs> all in the mud. Their shoulders <laughs> to the wheel. Right? Their shoulders to the wheel, yes. And so there was, there was a, a cooperative in Switzerland. Uh, what they did was they built a... A apartment complex yeah they needed one and they got all the resources together and then most people are familiar with the um, quilting bee cooperative that was in the 1960s it was about six uh, African descent women and uh, it was a minister he was driving in uh, the south and he saw one of their quilts and uh, of course it was the 1960s so when they saw a white man on the door they all ran and he was like whoa 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 I just want to <laughs> I just want to compliment 
compliment you on on your talents and the quilts. And so if you're not familiar, anyone not familiar with that story, um, he connected them to New York and uh, their quilts were, you know, sold in New York. And it was it was a like it was a trend. Yeah. And so they used their money to pay for education uh, for children in the neighborhood. Uh, they also uh, built apartments. So what you see in cooperatives it's you see people putting to work and the one of the things that's similar similar to lace is that um originally in cooperatives they are first so the first cooperative in america that has been doc that was been documented uh took place uh during the civil war or during the union war and uh yeah the civil war and the women were at home and they created a cooperative mm -hmm. and so the men were were fighting of course and so what you see there is that women see that there is a need for unity. Yeah. And then uh, for lace is generally uh, mostly women that, that started lace and saw this need. Mm -hmm. And so and got us on the track that we are now. And let's be explicit for people who aren't familiar with lace. What are you referring to? Uh, lace is an acronym for Louisville Association of Community Economics. Yep. Yep. Yes, and this it's going to begin the ecosystem that you will see in the city of Louisville. Right, building because it's not just one stand, co-op standing alone. It, it, you know, it divided we fall. Right, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really, a cooperative ecosystem is what we're trying to build here in Louisville. And and food and groceries is such an important place to start with that here in downtown Louisville, right? Yes. Because we see that the extractive model, if you want to call it capitalist or whatever, but the extractive, you know, wealth concentrating model mm -hmm. of groceries is not serving our downtown communities, right? Correct. Um, so what you see is, is that you see a family traveling to family dollar for their groceries. Yeah. <laughs> and there is nothing, nothing healthy, healthy there. there. <laughs> you may see a, a, a wandering banana. <laughs> and that is at your risk yeah, if you usually, choose to buy that usually banana. Usually they're carrying a sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The bananas are advertising. <laughs> so, um, so what we want to do is make sure that people are healthy. Um, yeah. Because what, what we're learning now that mostly has been that's been told and, and people have been thinking that it was conspiracy is that there's even energy in food. Uh -huh. And so imagine the energy that you're getting from a Twix. <laughs> and a lot of calories and no sustenance. Right? Exactly. No so just for your physicality, it's not good. So imagine for your mind. So yeah. for fruit, you get in these people's opportunity who can purchase their fruit. Yeah. And uh, not only that. So with the cooperative, we uh, help with small businesses as well. Yeah. Because we would be the connection to them to provide their products to there. Right. So that is even growing in the economy. So most of the thing, one of the things that if you look, and I highly encourage and I dare everyone to research cooperatives, because once you start re looking up a cooperative, you see how it's great for the economy. Yes. Because to, so for so long, cooperatives have been separated as like a communist thing. And it's like, oh, it's not good. But once you see how it does for <laughs> unemployment, once you see it does for small businesses, you're like, oh, we, we need to get behind it's this. It's great for the economy that matters to the people listening to this station. It's great mm -hmm. for the economy that matters to us, right? There's the whole economy we hear about in the mainstream media. I can't, you mentioned NPR earlier, David. Like, do you ever listen to the NPR News? and not hear about what's going on in the stock market or with Jeff Bezos and the millionaires. Like, that's all they're covering, right? Like, <laughs> those things do 
not matter to people like you and me. What matters to people like you and me is jobs, access to food. Yes. Right? <laughs> These things are provided by a local cooperative ecosystem. And so that's why I'm so excited about yeah. the developments with the Louisville Community Grocery and with Lace more broadly to help foster that. Yeah. Uh, and Deli Up is kind of like this vision of one of these potential businesses, a cooperative model business that might sprout out of the co-op. In this case, it's actually coming first, right? We, before we even have a store open, we're doing the deli thing. Talk about that. Oh, yeah, sure. So we, of course, chose it to do a little bit backwards. <laughs> uh, but essentially what the idea was, was uh, we realized in the course of doing a lot of research and a lot of um, looking into how to actually run a grocery, because there is obviously a lot more to running a grocery than just simply opening a store and putting products on a shelf. Yeah. It goes a lot, lot further than that. And one of, one of what was suggested to us is that a deli program within a grocery is hugely important. So what we did is we set about how do we go about creating a deli program? How do we find what people want, what is healthy, what is nutritious, but also what people are willing to buy, what people are actually willing to spend very hard-earned money yeah. on? And how do we also achieve the goals of healthy food distribution, yep. of nutritious food distribution, and access to that food at the same time. So we developed the deli program a little bit before uh, the grocery, purely because what we can do with the deli program is take it not only in the grocery, but we can take it outside of the grocery. And we can offer some of those healthy, nutritious foods to be available to people right now, or at least within the next six months or so. So that's a big part of what we're doing with our tasting events that we were talking about before, because what we want to do with our free tasting events, the reason we're out inside of the community <laughs> and we're doing nine more of these events over the course of the summer, so there's a very good chance you will see us at more than just this event. But we desperately need to find out what people actually want, because there is a huge difference between what somebody will say they will buy and what they yeah, like yeah, yeah. versus what somebody will, when presented the opportunity, actually purchase. Mm -hmm. So we need to do a lot of research on that. We really need to sort of test our menu items we really need to get the community's feedback. We need to do a lot of those things before we can just charge ahead and do it. And it is really important that we do this because if our goal is to be sustainable and healthy yeah. and all that other kind of stuff, because we want to be able to keep doing this, that we actually have products that people are interested in and are presented in a way that people are interested in. And goes to solving some of the huge food desert issues that we have here in Louisville. I know myself, I personally live in the West End, and I know that we have very few choices when it comes to healthy or nutritious food there. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple of Kroger supermarkets. We have McDonald's and Dairy Queen and Subway and Pizza <laughs> All Hut. All the fast food. And you'll find, oddly enough, if you eat that every day, <laughs> it's not going to be particularly good for you. So, And on top of that, there's other small markets and things like that which sell food. But again, it's not ideal food for people to not maintain a, a healthy lifestyle. Grocery, yeah. Yeah, and if I can make one person choose our healthy deli items to purchase then and, and choose it over gas station chicken or pizza, yeah. then I, I've got a win. Yeah. Then we have a win and the community has a win at the same time. And I would say the economy has a win too, because yeah. healthier people are are more productive people. Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, I, can I, I want to follow up on something he said about the food desert. Yeah. And, and not just on the West End, but just in Louisville in general. Right here. It, yeah. go, it goes beyond the West End. It's downtown. There's some areas of Butchertown mm -hmm. and surrounding areas. 
Shively. Uh, Shively, absolutely. Uh, the pleasure is part. But we, uh, I work right down the street. My day job is a researcher at Jefferson Community and Technical College right down the street. I literally walk two blocks down here to come to the studio. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we always poll our students in my office on on their pass rates, like what are your grades, uh-huh. what kind of financial aid issues do you have. Well, we Within the last two years, we did a poll on material need. Oh, good. Okay. Access to groceries, access to clothing. This is of the JCTC student body. Yeah. One out of five, which is 20% of JCTC students admitted that they went hungry at least one time in their academic journey because wow. they, they did not have access to food and they didn't have access to the fin- to finances to uh, for affordable food. Yeah. Uh, one out of five. Yeah. One, where you, you would think, well, like, you know, here we're in the wealthiest city in Kentucky. <laughs> we're in the quote-unquote wealthiest country in the United States. Yeah, yeah. We, we know we see visibly see the homeless problem. We, we know that mm-hmm. there's issues there with access to food and access to the basics of, of human life. What about 20% of your post-secondary education students at one point admit that they felt that they were starving because mm. they did not have access to food? That's the depth of the, the food desert within yeah. mm-hmm. Louisville and probably within the United States, which is amazing in 2021 for me. Yeah, and that is, that brings into us, and I want to thank you for mentioning that, because that brings into focus one of the things that, again, we are we are very much looking at because we want this food to be affordable. Yes. And we want it to be SNAP eligible. We yes. want it to be available and accessible to the widest possible community. Okay. The widest number of people because it's more important to us. We, we're not necessarily, we are cooperatives. And while we, we're hoping for a sustainable business model, we are also not looking to just try and make as much money as we can. <laughs> we're not trying to extract, yeah. as you mentioned before, the extraction model of the economy. We're not yeah. looking to extract as much as we can right. from people. We are looking to provide a sustainable model that also helps people and brings up the community with it. And speaking of bringing up the community, one of the really other big things that we're focusing on is we are looking to source as much food as locally as possible and particularly looking at urban farmers and urban farming programs and being able to purchase food from them. So again, this is part of our cooperative mindset. We are not just looking at us. We are not, we are looking at everybody around us to try and lift people up to try and lift the community up with our actions as well that's Lockie Cairns uh, director of the deli up program from Louisville Community Grocery we also have Joseph Bowens exec co-executive director of the grocery in the studio with us and David Campbell's here with me Justin Mogg co-hosting our live access hour here on a dreary Wednesday we're encouraging you to go to FordRadio.org to donate during our pledge drive we are in the very final days of it we are getting down to the wire it's time for those procrastinators <laughs> to get to FordRadio.org and pledge right Dave absolutely do you absolutely. ever procrastinate when you're reading uh, yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I mean you know, everybody procrastinates something <laughs> right. you've been meaning to do it when yeah. I want to give when they're live on air and they'll know I'm listening and they can thank me well hey that is now do it before three actually, o'clock actually let me correct it the reading is my procrastination oh. it's when I have other things I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> like the laundry or paying bills it's why, why do that when I can sit around and read a book and make you know excellent programming hey, that's not a bad way yeah, to procrastinate yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so true. 
So donate now. Again, you can click. You can pick up on some great thank you gifts uh, starting at twenty five dollars. You can give uh, monthly too as well, right? We understand people may not have enough money in their on hand right now. Yep. That's okay. If you can't do a big one time donation, you could give a small amount monthly. Uh, four or five bucks a month would make a huge difference to Forward Radio. It would give us a nice stable income throughout the year. You're probably going to barely notice it being removed from your bank account every month, uh, and you can still pick up on the thank you gifts, but only now during the pledge drive. It all ends on Saturday, uh, April 9th, which is when we're going to have our big party, which is free, by the way. There'll be free deli up food, uh, and there'll be some snacks available, drinks. There's a cash bar. We're going to have live performances from John Gage and Amber Riggs, two great local singer-songwriters, an old oldie bit of goodie with John Gage has been doing this and in the social justice movement for so long, and Amber Riggs, who we just kicked off the pledge drive with uh, when we did a live show on uh, March 27th, I think it was, uh, in studio here, and she is an up-and-coming young performer, so check them out. Uh, we'll also have some great speakers, supporters of the station. That's all 1-4 to four on Saturday at the Tim Faulkner Gallery, uh, right there on the edge of Smoketown uh, on Logan Street uh, in 991 Logan Street. Um, so you're going to have these 12 items, Lockie. Tell me about, do you, do you know what they are? Can we give uh, any kind I, of I can give you. I can give you some hints of some, some hints. of them. So we're definitely going to have a very delicious chicken taco. Uh, we have macaroons. <gasps> there are literally free macaroons Mac to be had. Macaroons. So oh. that is, I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be great. <laughs> I am definitely not supposed to be eating too many of them, but... <laughs> If there's any left after this event, I know exactly where they're all going. Uh, we also have a fantastic Puerto Rican inspired, another Puerto Rican, uh, sorry, Puerto Rican inspired uh, pasta dish, as well Ooh. as another Puerto Rican inspired um, chicken dish, Ooh. and that we're making as well. Uh, we also have a fantastic set of spring vegetables. We're also going to have some wonderful sides that people can come. Yeah. I don't want to give away all of the secrets for everything we have. <laughs> I'm just going to hit the highlights, but uh, I trust me, guys, come on down. It is going to be absolutely delicious, fantastic. And yeah, come in, register with us, come into the event, come in, look at our food, look at what Forward Radio has got to offer all at the same time. Come down to Tim Faulkner Gallery because it's going to be a fantastic afternoon. We'll also be live broadcasting from there. So if you want to give a shout out to somebody, you can come on down. Uh, so you, you're specifically doing these free tasting events because you want to solicit feedback. What does that look like? Are they taking a little survey on paper? Is there a so QR code? So essentially what we ask people to do is we just ask people to simply register and we issue them a wristband. So we just ask some very basic contact information and things like that. Okay. We give you a wristband. Once you have a wristband, you're free to come up and grab as much free food. Uh, we also have some drinks and things like that okay. as well, as much as you like. And we're also going to have, uh, we have a data analysis program that we're running in conjunction as part of the Daily Up program. So we're going to have some people just sort of wandering Ooh. through our little area and our crowd. Ooh. Hopefully they can maybe ask you some questions if you have sort of three or five minutes, something along those lines, and you can give us a little bit of feedback on either the food or the event itself. You can say, oh, this was absolutely horrible, and throw it on the <laughs> ground in front of... That's yeah. the feedback you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, that is actually something yeah. really interesting about this data analysis and that feedback, because what you'll often find is that negative feedback is probably the most informative kind yeah, of feedback yeah. that you will get because often people will simply be polite 
they yeah. will say, oh, yes, that was absolutely, you're giving me a free free piece of food. That yeah. was absolutely amazing. <laughs> I have no right to complain about this particular thing. Uh, but that doesn't help us right. gather that information that we need to, to know what their informed decision will be at the end of the day. So we welcome, the point is we welcome any feedback that yeah. you have where we, we welcome any time that you can spend with us talking to our data analysts and things like that okay. about the food about what you like to buy about where you would like or what kind of things you would like to see as yeah. part of come out of the deli up program all right and let's talk about who's making this food oh uh, that's another amazing <laughs> aspect of this as well because we uh, were very lucky as part of our program to be able to partner with common table and Dare to Care at their community kitchen at 28th and Dumino. Nice. And we have 10 trainees that we have taken from the community surrounding that area Ooh, okay. who we are paying to learn, nice. which is amazing. We, we are lucky enough to be able to pay people 15 to $16 an hour in order for them to come and learn. And so we're putting them through a food management course so they will graduate with a full apprenticeship in food management by the end of the 48-week course. Wonderful. It's completely free for them. And on top wow. of that, we are actually paying them to show up and do the course. Wow. So they're the ones that are lucky enough to prepare all the food for, for everybody. They will, in fact, be there. So you can talk to them. You can uh, give them feedback on the food and things like that as, uh, as you're at the event. So that will be amazing. And you can meet some of them as well. And they'll be very happy to tell you some of their stories and things like that. Tell them a bit about themselves and tell them tell you about the opportunity that's being provided to them because of this program. And have they been able to source any of the ingredients locally? Yes. So at the moment, we've been working with partnering with a bunch of local farmers and things like that. Unfortunately, it is still March and April. Right. Not the so there time. is very little produce <laughs> that's currently available. I can have a lot of eggs. I can have a lot of garlic right now. Yeah. Uh, there isn't a huge amount of foods that you can make with solely eggs and garlic. But as we move forward through the year, we're going to be incorporating more and more and more and more of that local food, local purchasing and things like that into our system. So nice. with the goal being at the end of our program, we're using a minimum of 50% local supplied food. Nice. Awesome. That's one of the things that Tiffany, Michelle and I are doing. Uh, we saw that we saw more areas that we can uh, use deli up. And so when you mentioned the ingredients, that's something that we want to have a box Ooh. Take a home box, like something that you sim uh, see similar uh, when you can order a package. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember what that uh, company's called. It has a lemon on it. You know what I mean? Oh, and yeah. There's several sends of you them. In yeah. The, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it, it will have that ingredients and everything in it with it. So, wow. and just some of the things that Lockie said, just to piggyback on, is that remember what I said that cooperatives are usually started in the people who will use it so people have let us know that there's a food desert in their neighborhood and so uh in 2017 a group of people started and saw that you know it's one thing that that people uh can say about uh the board members and people that's been active with lace since the big genesis is that they have a sonder personality mm. they see the difficulties in, mm. in everyone so that's right. the reason they started this um however we wanted to sustain and by sustaining that, we need to make sure that the people have the enthusiasm to maintain it and the passion for it as well. So, yes, they want to reap the benefits of having a grocery, but how about we in include that pride in there? So you hear the things that Lockie mentioned in regards to employment.
employing the people in the neighborhoods. Um, while there is food deserts in, in all across Louisville, we want to make sure that we're focusing on uh, BIPOC communities. Yeah. And so we're and when looking at that, we want to make sure that they they have an employment. Yeah. And then we want to make sure that they know that we're paying attention to their palate. Um, so some people was like, oh, why haven't y'all built the, the grocery store yet? Well, if we put these <laughs> gross items in here that I like, you'll be like, what is this? Because <laughs> sometimes my wife, when I choose some things for us to make and I, and I cook, and she's like, why did you put these two things together? <laughs> so you don't want me putting this in the grocery. So we're in here to build that. And at that time, we get to um, we get to build rapport with people because what happens is, is um, so we get owners. Yes. And so owners is people who uh, who support and buy in to the um, grocery store and they own a piece of the grocery store. So they have a capital inside of that. And um, we we are accomplishing that. And people from then when we call them, they're like, oh, what are y'all doing today? Or we have a newsletter that's sent out or people say. And that's the things that Tiffany and I are focusing on. We want to make sure that we increase the participation of our owners that are in the neighborhoods that we are uh, servicing. Yeah. We want you to invest in the future of Louisville by investing in the Louisville Community Grocery and investing in us here at Ford Radio. We're live here at 233 on a Wednesday. We were looking for our first donor of the hour to thank you live on air by going to FordRadio.org. During our special pledge drive here, you can pick up on some great thank you gifts. I got Dave Campbell in the studio with me from Louisville Reads. I'm Justin Mogg from Sustainability Now. We give of our time, Dave. Like I don't begrudge the time I spend here. Uh, I enjoy it, but unfortunately, a volunteer time alone does not run That's a true. radio station. That's true. Right? That's true. We've yeah. got some fundamental expenses that just need the listeners to help us cover. Yeah. Uh, and so it's a it's really a relationship between us, the volunteers, and you, the listeners, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what sustains community radio uh, and keeps our community strong. Um, it, it's it's such a value to have a, a broadcast medium like this that is controlled by the people, where average people off the street can walk in and have a show or get on the air and share their perspectives, right? Yep. Uh, if Louisville Community Grocery wanted to get on mainstream media, you'd probably have to buy time, unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Or you might get a quick interview by a local reporter. You know, that happens. But this kind of in-depth conversation where we really get to let the listener understand why this is so important and how they can get involved and they can start tasting yeah. the deli up items and they're salivating right now just thinking about it right <laughs> community radio was the original podcast you know and when you when we think about all the great podcasts that we all listen to now yeah. i mean i was uh, i heard a conversation somewhere and they were like if there'd been no community radio there would be no joe rogan like, yeah you know, in terms yeah. of you know you you're going to hear conversations and content here <laughs> Lockie's wondering if that's a good thing. It's a good thing. Or not. But, but, but the, the point being is that they're there. We can have conversations in this format, not yeah. beholden to corporate sponsors, right. only beholden to our to our donors. Yeah, yeah. That, that you will not hear on on mainstream media. That's right. Know, and, and, and the important conversations. That's right. Yeah. This conversation we're having today would probably get washed out in advertisements and things on on the mainstream media. Yeah. One thing we do too is uh, try to try to create a more informed electorate. Yep. So the mainstream media is only going to cover the people in the races who raise the most money. Yep. We pay no attention to that here at Forward Radio. We want the people with the best ideas. We don't endorse any candidates, but we like to get those candidates you've never heard of, maybe in the races you've never heard of. My show coming up on Monday is going to feature one of our district court candidates. You've probably never heard of her. You might not even know what a district court judge does. Well, listen to my show on Monday at 6 
p.m. and you will learn all about that race that you're going to see on your ballot and probably be like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) So if you listen to community radio, you get more in touch with your community. You're a more informed citizen and can be more productive and valuable to the community. So that's why we need you to support us to stay on air with volunteer power and your donations. We've got 40 donors so far through our pledge drive, which ends on Saturday. Uh, We'd love to be announcing at that party with Deli Up Food in Your Belly uh, that we reached our goal of $5,000, but we need another $2,200 to get there. And it takes one pledge at a time, right? We don't have any big donors who are going to give us that thing in one fell swoop, right? It's folks like you and me who could chip in a few bucks to keep us on the air. So do it now, forwardradio.org. Well, uh, let's get back to the Louisville Community Grocery and Deli Up. Uh, what's what's coming up? Do you have other tasting events or other events planned for the community throughout the spring? Yeah. So uh, another option that we have is pop ups, and pop ups yeah. is for the for the produce items. Right. And so that's how we once again want to learn what is that the community that we're servicing, what is their palate, what are they interested in, um, while also is. Uh, when Alaki mentioned the macro rooms, <laughs> we want to make sure that the community has an opportunity to taste something different. Yeah. And so uh, we might have something that they, they may be like, eh, no, I don't want to taste that. And we might have it as an option. And they'd be like, wow, I, I do like that. Uh-huh. So it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome to just to see people experience something different and just seeing that high moment that, yeah. that, that they enjoyed it yeah and uh so uh that will we have uh we'll be working with in the future a melanin marketplace i know some people have been oh, seeing it yeah. on fourth street the melanin marketplace yeah yeah, yeah. so we're building up a rapport with them and just to work with them in the future on a ro- rotation and uh have our pop-ups there too because we're going as i say we're focusing on bipoc areas and then the week after next we'll be on at better days uh Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Better days. The album store. Uh huh. Yeah, we'll be there uh, April twenty third, and we'll be there from uh, eleven to two. Yes. Okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that a deli up event or? A, It'll be a the, deli up and pop. Oh, up yeah. Deli. Well, actually, we're combining together, <laughs> oh, okay. combining forces like Captain Planet, except there's only two of us <laughs> instead of five people. But yeah, and to speak speaking about what Joseph uh, was just saying before, I mean, we had a fantastic example of people uh, liking things that they didn't necessarily know before at our very first event. Uh, we were able to create a Thai papaya salad, which hey. is not a particularly common <laughs> dish. Um, and it features things like fish sauce and that kind of stuff, which is very uncommon to, I mean, and most people's palates. If you haven't spent a lot of time traveling or living in yeah. Asia or anything like that, which the vast, vast majority of people have not done, right. some of those flavors and some of the things can be challenging. There's the, uh, but once people actually got down and tried it, they found that it was amazing. And it ended up being our second highest rated dish wow. that we had brought to that particular event and things like oh that. So, yeah, it really is about trying to also expand people's palates because it's also we're not coming up with the dishes we ask our trainees and our chef instructor to largely define the dishes themselves we give them guidelines and things like that but we rely on their creativity and their skills uh, and all that other stuff that they're building so that we can make these dishes 
as best as we can for the people who are coming to try and taste them. I yeah. wouldn't be opposed to them making dishes. Like, there's a show that I watch called The Last OG with mm. Tracy Morgan, and he he's a uh, he's uh, recently been released from incarceration, and so he's an excellent chef. And so he experiences wow. with different things, and so like with Captain Crunch and, <laughs> and something, and it's literally oh my goodness. In in the show, they say that like it blows people. So if somebody on our comment table made something like that, I would love it. <laughs> Whether it's healthy or not, I would want it. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to follow up on a comment that Joseph made earlier about yeah. the, the idea of some people look at the co-op model as, as sort of communist or socialist, or you know, or at, at, you know the the vision of you know, these, these communes, you know, these the kind of, right. these, um, my background actually is not, I'm formally trained in management, public administration and business administration. I got an MBA and I got an MPA and the co-op model, you know, if you, I come from Eastern Kentucky, there's electrical co-ops all yeah. over the place. I mean, I don't think probably 95% of rural America gets their electricity, their energy from a co-op, from a co-op. That's right. All the community banks that I, that my, for my Your checking account unions. growing up, the yeah. credit unions, they're all a cooperative model. There's uh, water co-ops. There's yep. some medical co-ops. Wheat and dairy. Wheat and dairy co-ops. Yeah, there's yeah. so many co-ops based on the farmers produce to be able to pool their resources together and then resell. Yeah, yeah and there's four different types of co-op co uh, cooperatives out there. Most people don't know that Ace Hardware is a co-op too. Oh, really? really? Yes. Re I know. I think REI is a co-op. Mm -hmm. REI. Yeah. 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 And so it's like I, I've heard I mean, when in, in Butchertown a group came in, Feed the West. Yep. And they, they uh, had a distribution center there for a while, and they moved on somewhere. And there were some comments about, uh, you know, that it had socialists or left-wing leanings. I was like, go, go tell that to my electrical co-op growing up. I mean, those were coal. This was an energy company. <laughs> and on top of that, it's profitable. You know, going back to what we were saying about the deli, you know, there, there's a social component to it. But it's also, you know, there's also a, a business model here that sure. works. You know, that you, we, we, can, we, we can remain solvent. Like, we're talking about keeping the station solvent with some, yeah. some donations. And also the things he was, Joseph was saying, like, you know, the cooperative model builds confidence in communities. The cooperative mm -hmm. model invests a certain amount of energy in communities. When I got my MBA, we, the title for that that's coming out now is called social capital. Like, we all understand we can measure uh, human capital, we can measure financial capital on a balance sheet. How many employees we have? Sure. You know, if we, if if Tark scrapped all their buses, how much would that come to? But, mm. but all the science and management now is pointing to is like when you invest in social capital, in people in communities, that's where the longest term wealth will actually come from. Yeah. So in, in terms of it, like there's the extractive model that you were talking about, which is kind of capitalist based, and then there's a more cooperative model, uh, which actually builds social capital, which actually has the actually people are longer term more profitable in that. Yeah, most people don't know that uh, poverty has a cycle. Yeah. And so, that you know, that cycle is no money, yeah. no education, no job. And yeah. it just is a revolving, revolving door. And then with that, like I said, uh, most people don't uh, recognize that as human beings, we are spiritual beings. Mm. And so just so in regards to when you don't have no no money, no education, no <laughs> job, that removes your enthusiasm. Yes. You start yes. seeking for things to to uh, de depend on, whether it's a vice, um, to re to you know increase that enthusiasm, to increase that drive, to yeah. increase that that um, that view uh, view perspective of yourself, yeah. that worldview rather. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little too about labor. Uh, we're, we talk about creating jobs, and you know, Kroger will talk about creating jobs too. The jobs we're talking about here with the cooperative economy are 
much different, right? And and much more worker control of the organization. We've seen the union movement is bouncing back in America. We just saw Amazon. Staten Island's Amazon yeah. warehouse form a union. Yeah. We just saw the student workers at Dartmouth College form a union. It is popping up. So let's talk a little bit about that. What, what kind of worker structure are we looking forward to with the Louisville Community Grocery? So generally with a grocery store co-op, it brings uh, at least 15 to 20 jobs. Yeah. And so um, everyone has ownership in there and everyone has a communication and a voice and the process and how the the store will function so you will have where your managers you'll have your your uh stalkers you'll even have people that are on the board all in community no one from the outside will have any input right right this is different this is a different model uh it really puts power in the hands of the people uh yeah and and so does ford radio yeah. <laughs> right it yeah. puts a megaphone to the people uh and if you support it we'd love to thank you live on air right now go to fordradio.org you can pick up on some great thank you gifts during our pledge drive which only runs through saturday when we invite you out to the tim faulkner gallery from one to four for our special fifth anniversary birthday party with the louisville community grocery in-house and their deli up program providing free samples for you so don't miss it uh, it's going to be such a good time uh and dave i know you need to get back to work yep, 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 so yep, you got to walk back down those two blocks yep. uh, speaking of community and jobs <laughs> i got to get to my job at the community college but, but forwardradio.org donate and i'll see you guys on saturday oh excellent yeah well this is if saturday will be an opportunity for you to meet folks like dave instead of just hearing them in the air right they're actual three-dimensional people <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been an honor thanks guys i really appreciate this conversation Every time I come in the studio, I learn something new, and I walk away a better person, and this was no different. So thank you all very much. Love it. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Dave. That's awesome. And I know you also mentioned, if I could say, that you mentioned about uh, labor. So we also, if you remember what uh, Lockie said in regards to with the common table, we're paying them to create these food for them. Sure. A lot of people in the communities that we that will be servicing, um, they think, okay, I want to do this. I yeah. want to create, um, you know, to create a co-op i want to create more jobs i want to be a part of the co-op however i have to take care of my family yeah so we're creating that incentive for them so in regards to the education part and the labor um we don't want them to just be employees we want them to be proactive and to have more a more of a vision more of of dream capability mm. so what we'll do is we will also be creating a training for oh, for really? people in the community when we when we have a location for the store and we'll have a training for the people that was going to be working there so imagine that you don't have to necessarily go to college but you'll have people there who have a master's degree You'll have people there who has, uh, so I have an Agile Project Management Certification. You have someone that has Project Management Certification. Yeah. You have somebody that's in there in a specific trade. And that's going to equip these people with trades, with talents and skills that they didn't have before. And it will have an incentive for them as well. Yeah, uh, That's one of the things I always say and the reason that I got into nonprofit and just always been mindful of people in the community. I love I love shows that have a have a balance that can educate and also have a comic relief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned the last OG, but uh, have you ever seen the show Atlanta? No, I haven't. Tell me. Also, Atlanta is written by uh, Donald Glover. Uh-huh. Uh, he has a rap alias by the name Childish Gambino. But it's an excellent 
show. I highly suggest this on FX. It's in the season three. They're not paying me for this advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting any but kickbacks if, from that. Man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lockie. Thank you. Thank you. Someone somewhere is listening to Ford Radio and is going to tell them this. <laughs> but there's an episode that came out in season two, which I love because it's so powerful, that uh, Donald Glover's character, Earn, he uh, receives a large sum of money. It's probably about $2,000. Okay. And one of his closest friends says, I can... Uh, we can increase that. And that's all he says. He doesn't tell him the time frame. <laughs> so what he does is he says, I know a farmer who who uh, can help us. So then they go buy this pit bull and then they go to this farmer in this rural area and uh, who is looking to, to breed the dogs. And then so his friend comes back to him and says... Okay, he said, we'll just need to wait. I think it's like three or six months. Have you seen that episode? He, and Earn flips out. And listen <laughs> to what he says. He says, people that are poor do not have time for return on investment. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so powerful. Because he that just in that one scene, it educated so many people. Whether you you are BIPOC and you and you uh, and you're not from that demographic of of uh, income uh, bracket, or if you are not from BIPOC and you are in that in that demographic where you can you can relate to that, or it just educates you. That when people say, "Oh, why don't they do this?" It's the it's the risks. People, sure. people do. People that are in um, in developing neighborhoods, they're they're not ignorant that they don't see the risk. They're like, okay, I have to, as, as Lockie said, I uh, talked about, um, you know, at, you know, the stores doesn't have anything healthy. They're like, okay, I can use probably about three dollars and get home late <laughs> yeah. to travel on the tarp to get to somewhere that has some healthy food right. or I can just go there and then get home just in time to spend enough time to do my homework yeah. with my child and things like that. So they do hear that rationalization. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that episode because of that. And you started out, Joseph, talking about the history of co-ops and I think it's really important that people know that Co-ops have been vital to the success of black people in America, right? Yes. I mean, it is it is a tool for use by those who have been marginalized mm-hmm. and left behind by the mainstream system, right? And so this is the kind of tool we need to grab for today. We have marginalized communities today mm-hmm. uh, that need a cooperative way out just as much as people did in the 1800s. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, you're right. And, it, and it's just like... Uh, it's for any community that they can just instead of looking in there looking at themselves like what can we do it actually once you get like i keep going back to the enthusiasm the pride that you have yeah you know if you know if anyone um i read a book uh, a marriage book that says that men put themselves in situations that they have to build something even if they can't because the pride that they have <laughs> just to say that we did it. it might take us two weeks to do something but we're like i did that i did that we we conquered a city so by building this. so, <laughs> so um, there's just that pride that people will have within yeah. that and that's so important so like in any community just so that you know they're like okay we need this and we and we can create it, and yeah. we're going to have it. Yeah. Well, we've got ten minutes left in the hour for you to donate at forwardradio.org uh, and support the station during our special pledge drive here. Five years on the air. 
the Louisville Community Grocery has been organizing for at least that long, right? In fact, one of I was involved in some of those very first days, first meetings in the first year or so, and then I got pulled into Ford Radio starting, and I couldn't keep up anymore with two, <laughs> two projects at once. But thankfully, my wife, Amanda Fuller, has been deep in it, right, yeah. ever since. Uh, but but uh, this, is, this is kind of the long-term investment that it takes in organizing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we want... We're in this day and age, we expect things to happen like that, right? Exactly. But, but when you're when you're organizing a community and developing a cooperative, it's not a someone swooping in with a whole bunch of money and making something happen like that, right? Mm-hmm. It is long term work. So let's start, let's end by talking about the ownership campaign. You mentioned that people can become owners. Yes. Uh, what is the goal of the co-op in terms of ownership, and where are we at? Yeah. So currently, we are um, we our goal is two thousand. And so uh, we're just a little over 600. Okay. And so we're, we're building that up. And like I said, we're focusing on with the, with the ownership, uh, we want to focus up on just making sure that they have not just the buy, they have the buy-in. Yeah. And so that's, so we're increasing on that. Uh, Tiffany and I are just focused on that because um, what, what you had before Tiffany and I got hired is you had people, remember I said, you, the people that are with Lace are, have a Sonder personality. You have people that saw what needed to be done, but they did not have all the time. <laughs> like you said yourself. Yeah. And so they, so they looked for someone that, that, that matched with the same passion that they mirrored, that mirrored their passion and just was like, okay, we need you all to yeah. see, to have this time and to get that in. So that's what Tiffany and I are focused on. We want to focus on growing ownership. We want to focus on uh, creating uh, people's more relation with Delhi Up. We want to focus on volunteer pipeline. I, I've secured one for us that we have um, with the company here in Louisville as well. So we want to focus yeah. on that so we have routines. So so people like Lockie, one of our employees, Lockie and uh, Art, uh, so that they have the help because we don't want them to burn out because they're good people. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. So how would listeners become members of the co-op? So I, I would like listeners to come out. So listeners can go to the website, but I want you to come out. I want you to come out and meet Lockie. I want you to come out and meet Art. I want you to come out and meet me. I want you to come out and meet Tiffany. We'll be having um, more educational pieces too as well, even when the Deli Up or Pop-Up's not available. Yeah, excellent. And people can join uh, at, at different uh, levels. There's, uh, you know, youth and elder and uh, yes. people on WIC and that kind of thing. And all uh, they, they, those memberships have been supported by others who are able to pay it forward, right? Correct. Correct. So if you go to LouisvilleCommunityGrocery.com, you'll be able to, to go in and see the different brackets and um, to see which one best suits you. Um, and I also highly uh, suggest people to go to Lace.Coop, so L-A-C-E dot C-O-O-P, and just get to know, get to know the team and everything like that. And I hope I know you will not be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. That's awesome. Anything else you want to share as we wrap up here? Well, I would absolutely love to also just shout out quickly our Deli Up socials and things like that. So oh. that's LCG underscore Deli Up and you can find us both on Twitter and Instagram. We try and post new content uh, there every week or so to try and keep you up to date with what we're doing, where we will be. Uh, we're also including testimonials from our trainees so you can get to know them a little bit better. And we're really hoping to promote ourselves because we are holding these events in the hope that we can have people come down to them. So we're, we're super excited whenever we do see somebody. Hopefully we have the opportunity to talk to you both about the Daily Art Program but also about Louisville Community Grocery and about how to become a member of that cooperative and how to become an owner of that cooperative. But we need people to come. 
Yes. That is the simple thing. We could we would love for you to follow us on Instagram. We would love for you to go to the website, but what we would love the most is for you to come down. Yes. Experience for yourself. Have some delicious free food. Come <laughs> and peruse some fantastic local groceries that we have available at all our yeah. pop-up events. To have the free food that we have available at the Daily Up events. Yeah. To be able to have access to some of the resources that we have to share so that then hopefully you can share some of your resources with us and we can cooperate yeah. together yes, yes, yes. in order to help us build our community and help make Louisville and Louisville's communities a better place to live. And thankfully, with the pandemic to going down a little bit, at least locally, it's a safer time for people to come out, right? Mm -hmm. and so, uh, all of our events, our Daily Up events that we currently have scheduled, are all outdoors yes, as well. Just in excellent. case anybody is worried about uh, that, we are all scheduling our events for the time being to be outside. So if there is any uh, issues with the number of people, you know there'll be thousands of people lined up outside. <laughs> you know that you can be safe yes. that, in, in that regard. And I think Saturday's looking to be a little on the chilly, cloudy side, so you better bundle up mm -hmm. if you want to come and enjoy the deli up. Bundle up for Deli Up on Saturday <laughs> from 1 to 4 at the Tim Faulkner Gallery right there on Logan Street, just across from uh, the Logan Street Market. We'll be there from 1 to 4 for our Forward Radio 5th birthday party, an opportunity to support the station, support Louisville Community Grocery, and build that community that we need, that we cannot have a better tomorrow without. It's all about getting together. And uh, so come on out on Saturday. And again, remind our listeners, if they can't make it Saturday. The next opportunity is at Better Days. Correct. Mm -hmm. April 23rd. 11 to 2 is when we'll be there. At Lyles Mall. And Lyles on Mall. On Broadway. Yep. So if you know where Broadway Croker is, you can certainly <laughs> come and find us down there. Yes, you'll hear the music. You'll hear the music. <laughs> we'll good. be having the noise. We are going to be having a fantastic day in conjunction with Better Days Records. That's yes, fantastic. Well, we need to wrap. Unfortunately, we're at the end of our hour here on our special live access hour on Wednesday afternoon. Thank you, Lockie, Cairns, and Joseph Bowens for joining us from the Louisville Community Grocery. We really look forward to seeing you on Saturday. We yeah. appreciate being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, everybody come on down. Absolutely. Yeah. And go to forwardradio.org. It's not too late to become a member of the community radio station that provides you this kind of programming you won't hear anywhere else. Go to forwardradio.org, donate now, and pick up on some great thank you gifts for our fifth anniversary. We can't do it without you. Uh, for five years now, you have sustained us, listeners, and we know you're still out there and you still want this kind of media. So step up today. Don't what you can and uh, there are great thank you gifts available starting at the $25 level at forwardradio.org. We've got 40 donors so far. Could you be the 41st right now at forwardradio.org? Uh, we have raised $2,800 and we need 5000 by Saturday. Only you can help us get there. So do what you can. Support the station now. We only do this once a year so uh, it's a great opportunity for you to support us. Alright, that's all the time we have for today here on the Access Hour. We thank you all so much for tuning in and uh, we look forward to being back in your ears again in one week's time my friends be well and we hope to see you on saturday don't miss it Do I